What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Bunce, here with Sully and Jones. Got another good week for you. We're going to talk NBA playoffs, maybe talk a little UFC from the past weekend, get into some MLB for the first time, really, this season, as painful as that is going to be for me. Um, But we'll get right into it with the NBA. So we got every series now tied 2-2 except for the Grizzlies-Warriors. Warriors are up 3-1. I don't know where we should start. Maybe we'll start in the Western Conference. Start in the Western Conference. So Warriors-Grizzlies, that's over. That's... That, that's it should, it, I mean, shouldn't, it shouldn't be. I, I, I mean, um, the jaw play with Jordan Poole with, with the knee, I, I mean, people are saying, oh, it's dirty, not dirty, or people are saying he's not really hurt. Um, you know, he's got a significant injury, it sounds like to me, but regardless of what it was, it, it, it messed him up and it kind of uh, ended the series. Uh, but the thing is, they could have won game one. They really should have won at least one of game one and last night. They really didn't have anyone yeah. to close it, and then the refs have been so bad in these playoffs. Uh, oh man, they called. Oh my a, god, thank uh, they you. Called a, they called the pushing. They, it's been bad for. All, it's been bad across the board. I mean, they they called um, Bain on a push, and he literally put his hands on Curry, and Curry fell on the ground like Marcus Smart, probably Marcus Smart, and he just fell on the <laughs> ground. And it was with twenty seconds to go. Bain got the putback uh, at the same time that he was called for the foul. It would have been up one with twenty six to go, and you know the Warriors still have fighting chance but you know it, it instead it was a three you know curry gets free throws you're automatically up three and then it's a it's a you get a two and then curry hits two free throws and then they lost the game by three uh so if you go up one there now you at least the warriors need to make a shot and if not now they're now they're in in hot water and you had um slow-mo uh anderson make going like two of eight from the free throw line he was like seven of eight from the field i mean he makes two two to three more of those the game's over um couldn't even he was shooting twenty five percent. Kyle Anderson, he's such a weird player. He plays the slowest I've ever seen of anyone. Um, it's incredible how he's he's that slow. But um, I you know I it's disappointing because it could have easily been two two. It could have easily been two two. You get that whatever play it is, freak weird thing um, that knocks Jai out. I'm pretty sure I haven't read anything today, but I'm pretty sure from the sound of it, Jaron Jackson said it was sad news. Um, you know, Jenkins is very mum about it. So I'm assuming he's going to be out for the next game and the Warriors will, you know, probably put it away in five or six. So that's unfortunate to me. I think it, it could have been a much better series. Um, I yeah, know. I was hoping that was going to be a better series. Yeah, too, I was, but th- I mean, I was thinking Warriors and seven, if, if, if they were healthy and everything, I was thinking Warriors and, and seven. Yeah. Without jobs, really. Tough to, to I mean, they're great that. without Ja. The Grizzlies they're, winning they're another 20 game. And five. They're 20 and 5 without Ja, but they had the lead the entire time to the last 46 seconds. And then the Warriors kept slowly creeping back in. And Clay was horrible. Steph wasn't very good shooting wise. Um, and they, they just crept in and they didn't have that closer. Tyus Jones is a great backup point guard. Nonetheless, they didn't have a closer. They didn't have a closer at the end of the game. That was no, the exactly. They didn't have a closer. Um, yeah, no, it's that, that series is cooked. Um, but it's all your sick, uh, your heat, man. The Sixers are coming back. One, the last two Harden's looking pretty damn good right now. Harden's looking really good right now, but I don't think it'll last. Um, you know, the, the big thing is obviously Embiid's back. They go to Philly. 
Embiid's mm-hmm. back. I thought they'd win one, and we'd we'd win in five. Embiid's been a huge presence defensively uh, and on the glass. You know, we're getting really nothing easy at the at the ten, but I think we'll be okay. It's two two right now. We still have two of the next three at home. I think I think the difference is, and you see in a lot of these, the home teams are dominating these playoffs, and it's just goes back to your role players and your you know your star your co stars you know your third fourth fifth guys they they normally shoot so much better from three and play better uh, at at home than they do on the road you know Tyler Hero I'm sure is going to be shooting better the PJ Tuckers of the world Oladipo uh, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson whoever wants to shoot out of those two guys that we're going to be playing our three point specialists I'm assuming all those guys are or at least enough of them are going to get it together, and then now the Thibbles of the world and the George Niangs, uh, those guys are probably going to struggle more. So I'm not too concerned. If they do lose this game, I think the series is over, though. But, I, you know, I mean, you're losing three straight. It, that would be pretty tough to come back from. But, you know, Lowry's been playing. He's been, he, he came back from that hamstring injury. He's been so bad. He's been so ineffective. He's been sh- shooting, like, 17% or something from the field and, like, under 10 or 15 from three. So he's out for the game. I think it'll help us just because he's been so ineffective and he hasn't been able to move as well laterally defensively. Um, Gabe Vincent's fine. Jimmy Butler will handle the rock more. Hero will handle it more. Uh, you probably, you know, see Bam working more in the low post. So I'm not, I, I mean, I'm definitely, there's definitely a level of concern. I can't say I'm not concerned at all that they, but also, you know, they did what they had to do. They won their games at home. We won our games at home. Thankfully, we have all of our games at home. We have, enough games at home that we don't need to steal one on the road. Um, this could easily be a series that the home team wins every game and we win in seven. That's I think where it's kind of headed for um, right now. Uh, you know, they, they heat or just do they, they're due for a better shooting game. And, and like those, those role players, like I said. Yeah, no, I think um, it's, at least it's an interesting series. It I'm is an interesting series from, a from a games. basketball perspective. At least it's an interesting series. Harden showing some life at least rather than, you know, what he's he was doing the first, you know, last two months he's been a disgrace. He's been really he's almost been, got away busy. from them. You know, really almost got away from him. I mean, it's too busy. I mean, think about this. This late, this late splurge by Harden. Maybe you think he thinks he's playing for his contract because if he went out like he's been playing, they got swept in four. I don't know if Harden gets that deal, that super max deal. At, he still at might not get it. Up. I mean, you know. I think he's gonna get it now. I do think he's gonna get it now because. Obviously, uh, I mean, maybe not assets. from Philly, I guess, is what the... I think, really, that's the reports? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not giving... I don't care if James Harden averages 40 I wouldn't 40 either. I'm with 10. you. I'm not giving him that contract. I, I'm with you. But I feel like the amount of assets they've given him in this late light, this life that they've got... If they, I think if they beat the Heat, and he's at least confident, they easily give it to him, for sure. But the fact that they've made this a series and Harden's played much better the last two games may have saved him some, but the um, thing is for for me, Philly's a Philly's a decent enough city and Joel Embiid is now good enough that people will come play there, you know, with him and and to Philly. It's fine. You know, it's not, it's not some, some bum city. It's a top 10 DMA. It's not Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's, and it's Indiana. It's Joel Embiid. Um, You could still get, uh, something in return for I'm not going to say you're going to get some star in return for Tobias Harris, but you're, you're now it's now Maxi and 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 B that you're building around. Oh yeah, Maxi Maxi's the guy, and your and your and your hope is that 
you can move uh, someone like Tobias and, and, and sign someone else with the cap you have free of not signing Harden and, and have a third guy in that mix. Because Maxie's yeah. I mean, shit. even if you could get another Tobias Harris type player that does maybe does different things well, but is still, you know, that that like kind of third tier, not star, yeah. but right there type of player, that's then you can keep Tobias, you know? But Yeah. I don't know. I just I I, I think are they ever going to be the best team in the NBA with Harden and Tobias? And like, is this roster ever going to be the best roster in the NBA? No, it's not. No, no. You're even not. if even if Tyrese I mean, Maxey becomes a top five point guard in the NBA, it's not going to be the best roster. If you're if you're the front office, I would really include Embiid in whatever you're doing here, though. Like, I'm not saying you should say no. I kind of really am saying like, should we give him this max? Would you give him this max? Because if Embiid says no. There's no way I am I'm I'm giving the max. Not that you you shouldn't be giving him this max regardless, but the only way I could see this being an issue is if if Embiid really wants him, and I don't know how Embiid would really want him because Embiid isn't as blind as someone like Helen Keller or Ray Charles. Yeah, and I think he he should be able to see what's going on and the emergence of Max. He's already better than Harden right now. The only thing better Harden's better at right now really is a passer. Harden's really good, but you're not giving someone a max because he's a very good passer. You know, I mean, no. I mean, he turns it over a lot, and he shoots a poor percentage, and he doesn't care, and he's at the strip club with Meek every night, and you know, that's what that's you know, you're not going to pay 250 mil for that, quarter of a billion dollars for that. You know, you can find a yeah, sure, find a Ricky Rubio. You want to find a good passer, Compazzo, he's a good passer. There you go, find a good passer. Lonzo yeah. Ball's a good passer. If you want a higher tier player, like there's. There's 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 other really good pastors out there. So I mean Tobias I'm Harris. I just including... checked. I just checked Tobias Harris's fucking salary. You know what he makes oh, the next two good. years? What is it? Thirty-eight point four and forty-one million next two yeah, years. Tobias close. Harris. I said forty-one forty-three. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, that's not good. And he he he's ends the same year as Maxi. So you got to get you got to get him out of town. Before you have to re-sign that, because you're going to give Maxi the max at this point, and then to get under the salary cap at that point with what Embiid's getting paid and Harden, you can't. You have to not give Harden the deal, and you also because Harden's got a player option for next year, then he's a free agent. So you have to not give Harden the deal and also trade Tobias or get off his money somehow before the end of 2023-24. And you have to do it probably with picks and a lower caliber player in return yeah but i mean but at that point it's, it's you're, you're talking about getting left? all you're just talking about clearing cap space to sign someone you're not giving a shit about yeah. what you get in return you you're probably taking yeah. the future first and and a role player whatever it, whatever it may be um but also i mean 40 million expiring for a guy that's not a star but he's still productive let's not act like tobias harris is bad at basketball um that that can be moved you know, but if you want to get under no, the cap to try and sign someone, you got it. That's what you got to do. And then you got to play the order of operations with bringing back Maxi, signing Maxi last because he's, you know, the, the, your returning guy. But then you also got to do that. He's going to want the extension beforehand. So it's it's a tough road. It's a tough road. I mean, they're already at ninety eight million without Harden on the cap and without Maxi re-signed. So, right there, that takes some maneuvering, and and that's only with 
Tobias Embiid, Maxi, Jaden Springer, and Korkmaz. Everyone else gone. That's you're at ninety eight million. You're just you're you know you're ninety percent of your cap is spent. So they got a, they got some maneuvering to do. They, they got, yeah, they their got their best hope years. might be trading or signing Harden and trading him like that Trying year. Trade, yeah. Yeah, that that could that could be it. It's it's funny how uh, Paul wanted Harden gone because he thought uh, Paul was washed and Harden's washed earlier than Chris Paul is. Yeah, I mean Paul's like five five years younger. I mean, five years Chris older. Paul's got the skills outside of shooting. I think Chris Paul's got skills that age better than any other skills in basketball. He does, but I mean, I mean, there was a point where he was getting often injured in that, like when he was with the Rockets, where it looked everyone really thought he was coming towards the end. Well, like injuries are injuries, like, but in terms injuries, of like but a lot of people, I know, skills, but a lot of like, people thought it, he, his downfall was coming. Um, a lot of people thought. I think we all pretty much. Oh said, yeah, now like, he's got oh, fucking he's three more years left in his deal. I know, and I mean, I you you know, and it's it see, seems yeah, like a good deal. Yeah, there's no reason to think he's not going to be able to perform at that level. Uh, his game is aging as well as anyone, really. Um, so, just just interesting that that and funny that his game is 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 aging better than Harden's, and Harden's is four to five years younger, probably. But yeah, I mean, Harden. Well, Harden can't even shoot anymore, so it's like what yeah, Harden, you know, shoot, and. That's- and he and he's not that's obviously going to get worse making, at creating space worried. as he gets older. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. I mean, that's why I'm not worried with the heat. Like Harden shot lights out from three. I don't think he's going to do that two more times. I don't think so. No. And the other series are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The um, Suns Mavs two two Mavs win two in a row, tie it up. Um, That's shocking to me and Dave. Yeah, that is shocking. I I saw it. I I kind of I kind of thought it would be more of a series after game one. Um, then they went down o two, and I was like, oh god, I'm gonna look like an idiot when they get swept. (laughs) But you know, now we're we're getting at least six games out of this. I think to go to the finals. Yeah. I did. I did pick Dallas to go to the finals. I think if they get through the Suns, they can get through anybody in the Western Conference. So, I uh, yeah, you know, I, that I mean, that'd yeah, be a, a bold pick that would work out if they can get through the series. These game fives are so critical, especially for the home team, because uh, if you mm-hmm. get to a game seven, you're the road team. Anything can happen. Uh, you can get some players get hot and some guys get hot from three. But you know, if you're if you're the you know like if you are the the Heat or if you are the the Suns. This game five is a must win for you at home. You can't lose three in a row, go up 2-0 to down three, and then you're going heading back on the road now. You're looking at losing four straight. So these are really must wins for Miami and for um and for Phoenix tonight. Uh they're in they're in pretty much the same position. And uh I do think both home teams are gonna are gonna get the job done. Uh, it, like these games where the Mavs have been winning, Luca hasn't been going off as much point wise. He's been sharing the wealth more. You got, you know, the Finney Smiths, the Bullocks of the world, the Kalibas. They're really lighting it up from three. But again, that's what happens when you're at home. When you go to Phoenix, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose by 15 to Phoenix tonight. It wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, Campaign and Cameron Johnson and, you know, McGee's going to have his moments. All these these lower, Mikhail Bridges is probably going to have a really good guy. These, these role players are going to play a lot better, uh, history says, and just, just in general. So, 
you know, I, I do have faith in the home teams. I, I hope it's a good game. I do hope it's a good game. I mean, I mean, it looks like we're gonna see a seven game series with the with the Suns the Suns series. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I we th- could get I that in, so. in Boston, Boston, Milwaukee too. We could get a handful of seven. Oh, I think series. that's. Oh, I think we're definitely. I think seven that's in that too. I yeah. think that's going seven. I think Celtics win tomorrow. Uh, Suns uh, Bucks win on Friday, and then the Celtics uh, win I mean, in seven at home good. on Sunday. Set three out of four seven game series. Yeah. Yeah, right now I And really I would, the 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 Grizzlies Warriors if Jaden get hurt probably is also 2-2, yeah. A 2-2 series right now, yeah. like You can also tell by some of the officiating, a lot of the officiating they wanted to go 6 or 7. Uh, a lot of the officiating has been good and I think it's been biased in oh. certain teams directions, not certain team for the same series, but for certain games it's clear. And also one thing I I read this. When someone when you charge and the and the and the and the ref throws his body into it. Oh, you know who the ref's on. You know who he's on. Some yeah. refs they just do the yeah. they just do the sign for the shirt. And sometimes they throw it. They throw it. It's like an umpire striking you out. I mean it's it's clear who they want. There's a looks like he's, and vigor uh, in there. Launching a, a fucking curling iron the other way. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a curling <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, three steps into yeah. it, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take, you take the three yeah. step. You it's do, like a wide doing... receiver after a big first down, like, <laughs> yeah, or or the tiger, the tiger fist pump, like you're, tiger fist you're really pump. selling yeah. it. And it's like, it's like we, uh, it's crazy that they do this, like, and you could see, and then the other team doesn't. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's a charge. Yeah, you don't even know. They yeah, the... so so with such little energy sometimes. So. Uh, I just thought that was that was funny, but I I do right now. If I'm being perfectly unbiased, I would have to say Celtics in seven would be my guess. But if Middleton returns for Game Six or Seven and it can be effective, uh, I think that's a huge, huge boost to the Bucks, both emotionally and on the court. If he can be, uh, and I do think Middleton will play Game Seven if 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 he's there. And this is kind of just a hunch. I think he's going to give it a go. Um, it's it's crazy to see how good the Bucks are though. Like think about right now if Jalen Brown, the second best player for the Bucks, uh, for the Celtics, if Jalen Brown didn't play, and the Bucks were, and 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 the Celtics didn't have home court advantage, I think this is probably over in four or five. Um, if and and then conversely, if if the Bucks did have Chris Middleton, their second best player, um, this would probably be over. I think I think it would be a sweep honestly if the Bucks had Middleton and and the, and. And the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown, uh, five at the most. So I mean, it just shows you how how good and deep this Bucks team is right now. That they're playing a very good Boston team without their second best player, um, and they're in there every game. Could be it could be up three one. You can make the case for either one for three one two two is probably fair. You know, both teams probably feel like they should be three one right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with um, game how game three ended. I mean, that was just. It and then was, game four it was for the Bucks. The Bucks, ten, the yeah. Bucks dominated game four, and then and then they just got cold for three or four minutes, and then the, the right. Celtics just ran ran off. That it. that's what I that's what I meant. Um, yeah, no, yeah, game. No, I was talking game three. Yeah, I mean no, game, I three game three is, is point, all the point yeah. two sec point two seconds away from going to an overtime, and then who yeah. knows what happens. Yeah. It's so. I mean, I don't know. I think. Um. I mean, I love. I love that 
average Al Horford at 36 years old went off for 30 points being guarded by Giannis and dunked I, on his ass. See, and I think it just I think it's an outlier. I think it's an outlier. So I that and that's Oh, it is an part, outlier. I mean, you can't you can't thinks, rely on him to I know. That's the other drop part of me that 30, but the hot the, hand wins, yeah, man. That's the part of me that the hot hand the Bucks, wins. Bucks Bucks might might also have this is Al Horford he might score twenty again. I don't know. It's possible, but he's not. He's not going to score thirty again. I think I'm pretty pretty safely say that. So that's where no. But I mean, he took. He also took shots away from Brown, being that hot. They were feeding him the ball. Oh, he did. I mean, he was, just, he, he was just shooting. He was shooting lights yeah. out though. He was shooting so well. I just don't. Um, you know, Jalen Brown is very inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. He's just. He's he's uh, game to game. I never really know what I'm going ex- to expect with Jalen Brown. Um, he is someone asked me who I would if I had to pick between the two and I was like is that even a, a question oh, I was I like I would obviously I mean Tatum has Jason his Tatum. low points Tatum, <laughs> has, Tatum definitely has his low points like in it, it was game three I think where he, he you know he definitely has his low points as well but I mean he's just right when he's at his best he's a top you know five or six. Oh my god he's, a, he, he's an MVP caliber player MVP when he plays his best player. like and uh and he can play very good defense nights, as well sometimes you look at him, he's like, oh, he's yeah, the best I mean, they the both NBA. went, yeah, you know, he has really good they, nights. They both went for don't... 50 this season. Yeah. Like, he has really good nights. They, they both just, went for 50. It's just, I like, yeah. like, like Tatum gives me better ball movement, better passing, better rebounding. I think he's more consistent offensively. Um, so I'm definitely taking Tatum over Jalen Brown, but Brown's great yeah. too. Luckily, luckily, we got them all locked up for the next, you know, four or five years. So. Well, they almost traded him, or there was a lot of noise a couple not too long ago. They thought, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think they, I, I don't think they break that up anytime soon. No, now they're not going to. I don't think at all. Yeah, now they've solidified themselves as a, you know, like the 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 core of the team. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see. Yeah, it's the two of it's the two of them and Marcus Smart and uh, Robert Williams and who uh, who we also have. You know, that's the thing. It's like. Game four without Robert Williams, too. Yeah. That's big. That's a big loss. That's our best defender right there. Is he coming back for game five? Um, still day to day. It's it's questionable. Um, I don't I I think they'll prob I don't know if they'll play him, honestly. I don't know if they'll play him because they can win without him. So I think they'll probably give him another game and then yeah. if they need if it it's bad, I mean if we lose game five, he's for sure playing, playing game six. Game six. Yeah. Yeah, but it's um yeah, yeah I think with with it being 2-2, I think they'll I think they'll keep him out game 5 and then see what happens. I hope at least because he's obviously that knee you don't want a knee going wrong. Seriously wrong yeah. on a big man when no. he's only his second year in the league. Don't need that. Ask KP um, how that went. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it'll be good though. I think um yeah, I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Celtics Heat and I'm sticking with my Mavs Mavs uh Mavs Warriors in the pick. final. It's a gutty pick. I mean I, I think Mavs Warriors that I am Mavs Warriors in the conference oh, final. Conference finals, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And then then Heat Celtics. Um so who did you well, uh, so they came out with oh they also came out with the MVP, obviously. We didn't talk about that. It, it was mm. Jokic, which I disagreed. I think it should have been M- Embiid. And also, if if it was going to be the best player, I think Giannis is pretty clearly the best player in the world. 
Um, and Luca's not far off. Don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of really good players. But then the coach of the year, I'm not offended. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not upset. Monty won it again. Monty won whatever amount of games. But um, I think Jenkins and the Grizzlies being 20 and five without Jaw have a re- he has a really good case because no one thought they'd be a top three or four team even. Uh, we knew they were on the rise, and he was responsible for that rise as well. He didn't just take over the team. And also, where like Jason Kidd, like Jason Kidd should really be at the forefront if if not the winner. Um, look at this. Look at what we're saying. Like look at this roster. Finney Smith. Dinwiddie, those are their, uh, you know, Brunson, you know, uh, Kleba's, Kleba, you know, these guys, there's some scrubs playing minutes. Like, Kleba's a straight scrub. Like, um, Dwight Powell's getting a scrub. A lot of like, these guys can't play. And they're getting lots of minutes. They're key contributors. And Bullock is, I, I like Bullock more than most, probably. But these guys, your second best player is Brunson. Your third is, I don't know, Dinwiddie. Your, I mean, it's ugly. It's it's straight ugly. This roster is disgusting. It's this roster. Yeah. I mean, they're winning. They're winning because of Luca and Kidd, in my opinion. Um, so I I don't know. Those would be my top three. I'm not really overly upset that that Monty won it, but you know, it feels like Monty was I, a it was a a payback from last year. You know, like he should have won. Uh, a lot of people thought he should have won last year. I don't think he should have won last year, but it feels like wait, he, he didn't you know, win last this year. Was, no, Thibodeau won. I thought Monty won. Monty won like the coach's pick of the year, but he didn't win the actual coach of the year. Oh, he won like I the fake I read one. That he won his... oh. It's like the it's like winning the AP Offensive Player of the Year. You know. Oh, like I thought I saw MVP, someone that he. But it's... Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think so it was. Then, a, so I think I, it was a, like a. Done. Give it to him he because needs, yeah, he didn't he... win it last year. I mean, he had, yeah, he had two amazing years for what probably, you know, I don't know what the two years combined were, but almost, you know, 125, 130 plus wins almost. Um, and they made it to the finals last year. I forgot Thibodeau won it last year. Yeah. I think he deserved it last yeah, year, now, you know? Yeah. Obviously didn't have um, a great year this year, but he didn't, he did more with less. Well, he didn't do more with less, but ratio wise. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Jason Kidd this year. Um, and that's a fair argument. Yeah. I, I just mean, like, Jason Kidd, people were, like, didn't know if he was a good coach, and they were, like, you know, the, like so there was, like, mixed reviews with how he held, handled the Bucks team, and I know a lot of people think he was really good, like Giannis and stuff, and he definitely helped Giannis, but um, this team could easily have been an 8 or 9 seed. If I'm looking at the West, if they'd had a different coach, and, you know, this team easily could have been a 7, 8, or 9 seed. Uh, just looking at the roster and, uh, and, you know, he got them to a three seed and they could, they, it is possible that they go to the, that they beat the Suns, the best team in the West and they have a shot against the, the Warriors as well. So, um, I, I also with these awards, I hate how they say it's a regular season award and then they do it in the middle of the playoffs. Um, you know, if you want to do a regular season award, do it right when the regular season ends, or if you want to do it at, like, I think they kind of should include everything in a sense. I think they do vote on you know, it. They they vote on it at the end of the regular season. No, they do. They do, and they announce it. They announce yeah. it like during the because it's like I don't know. It's just the playoffs are more important. So like it's the playoffs all to build, are more important. It's all to build the fucking conversation. 
I know, I know. The, it's true. Because the, the playoffs are more important, obviously. And, and they say, yes, there is a finals MVP, but that's just, you know, that's doesn't mean the MVP needs to be in the finals. You could still have, you know, Luka Doncic could have been in the MVP this year. I mean, uh, right up there. You know, Luka, they really didn't get a lot. I thought Luka should have got a lot more recognition in MVP votes, personally. Well, the, uh, the problem with um, the MVP is always going to be they they go year to year deciding – how important the word valuable in most valuable player yeah. is because because at, at this point it that, should be honest every year if you were saying the best player but it's most valuable yeah. so it's like you know it's like but lebron it, like, like lebron was the best player every year like there's no way you're yeah, telling exactly. me Derek rose should have won it over lebron um but like you know you interpret LeBron the word have, under the under the under the valuable pretense kobe should have more lebron should have more jordan should have more jordan should have more yeah they all uh, should you know like you're telling, you're telling me the best player in the world isn't also the most valuable and and players that do many different things yeah so it it, it just doesn't make sense but like i this year yeah, you're not it's about but, narrative. Like, i just don't you I don't could, get you why could they say Giannis is better again. than Luca, but are you there's a there's an argument that Luca was more valuable this year? Definitely, there definitely is, and that's where, um, and like even with Embiid for me, like I would have went Embiid over Jokic. I don't know about you guys, I, I'm an Embiid over Jokic guy. Generally, uh, it's definitely close. I mean, but it's, it's close. Jokic isn't as good a defender, but he's a much better passer, and you know, there's there's a lot of, uh. You can compare and go both ways, and but like Jokic is just a not sexy pick, and he won it last year. And his game, his game is very. I love his game, but like to the average fan, it's very boring, and it's very you know he's a passing center, so yeah, it's odd. He and he does a lot, but I would have. I think Embiid would have even been a better, you know, better pick, just deserving more in a sense, and just that it would have been like you know. You're getting someone new, and no one. You, Jokic plays in Denver. It doesn't really do much for their regional market and the national market. Yeah. People don't really care about Jokic. His cards don't sell for much compared to a Giannis or a Luca, or you know. So it really didn't do much for like the markets. I don't think at least, but I mean, he's deserving. He is deserving. I mean, he's incredible. He is. It's just bleh to me. It's like his arms. His arms are just the flabby. They're bleh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I would have definitely taken Embiid. You would have? What about you, Dave? Mm-hmm. I would have also gone Embiid as well. Embiid, yeah. And 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 like they were so close last year and Embiid missed the games. They said that was the excuse. And now it's like this year, it's like not that you should give it to him that like he missed that out last year, but he like he played a lot more games this year and he showed toughness. He played through a lot of injuries this year and he's playing with a broken face and concussion and and uh and his and his thing his thumb is torn and he's just a gamer. Yeah, and that's like that that goes into the valuable conversation to me. But then you have it like I get you know Jokic is missing his second and third and best player and that's also team, a, a fair argument. Know, that's kind of the, it, it, that goes along. They got with one the more Luka year in argument. my opinion. They got one. Denver's what? got one more chance. They got one more chance with they but they have a, if they have a healthy KP. Uh, uh, MPJ and a healthy Jamal Murray next year. That's their one chance. And if not, I'm breaking the team up. Doing something. Yeah. Gotta do something. Because um, eventually something's gotta change. And you gotta gotta get these guys healthy. Like, MPJ is like, I know he was a 14th pick and he fell and he knew the back issues, but I don't know what was going on with Jamal Murray either. He was like healthy, but he was like cleared but not playing. That was weird. 
It was very weird. He was like, I know when I can play. But he was like cleared medically, but like wouldn't play. It was very weird. Yeah, I don't. I, I thought Murray would be back by now. I mean, at ACL, we're, we're at 12 months, right? Or close to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was just like yeah. medically he was cleared. Like, like, are the doctors wrong? Like, obviously not. That's like where you get into like, oh, it's the mental hurdles and this and that. And like, not saying he's Ben Simmons, but like, why wouldn't you at least try to give your team even if it's f- at one minute, two minutes, five minutes, anything you can give them? Just anything you can give them, you know? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Doctors yeah. say he's he's cleared. Like, they said he was cleared from, like, game two on. It wasn't like it was the last game. It was, like, the last three or four games he played, he was cleared to play. It's just such so, a crazy, like, difference from, you know, like the 70s, 80s, and 90s where it's, like, doctor says, no, you're not cleared, and the coach fucking grabs the doctor by the throat and says, you want to rethink that? And yeah. <laughs> now it's, like, the doctor's now like, yeah, he's good. That- just, he's fucking good. He's been good for months, and they're like, nah. I don't know about that. We'll see. I don't know if you know what you're talking about. It's like just a completely <laughs> different way of telling the doctor to shut the fuck up. Yeah. This just in Ja Morant uh, is doubtful for the remainder of the playoffs of the bone bruise. Bone bruise. Damn. Bone bruise on the heard, knees. It, it, I've it, heard it, those it aren't a fun. A couple weeks. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound bad to the average fan probably, but on the knee and specifically in the knee, Definitely multiple weeks, and you know, yeah, it's debilitating. If they made it to the finals. I'm sure he'd be playing, but you know, they're down three one, and uh, so yeah, he ain't playing game five regardless, or yeah, no, game five. No, and game five or six probably. So no, well, let's move on to something that I don't want to talk about, but I know you guys do. So both the New York teams, first twenty win teams in baseball. Mets, Yankees, both 20 wins. Um, Yankees in first. Mets in second in the in the National League because the Dodgers have one less loss, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah. You guys are both killing it. It's very, very, must be very exciting for you, especially you, Sully. Yeah, I mean, you know, people like it, you know, you hear the, oh, the Mets dominate April and this and that, and, you know, you do got to, you know, be a little cautious with the Mets. I've been here before. It's not my first time. Right now, we have a six-game lead over the Braves, six and a half over the Phillies and Miami, and and ten over the god-awful Nats. Uh, you know, some of these teams will definitely get better. I think. Uh, I think the Phillies. I think we all think they're they're pretenders. They have terrible defense, but they they'll improve and they'll get hot offensively. Miami's got a pretty underrated uh, pitching staff. They added some good hitters. Uh, Avisale Garcia and someone else. Uh, so another solid hitter, I forgot. And then, and then the Braves have a lot of injuries. They're going to get Soroka back later in the year. Uh, they're going to get a Rosario later back in the year. So I think they'll make a later push, but I'm just trying to get as big a cushion as we can here. But I do think the Mets are for real. They have a very balanced lineup. McNeil's batting. I call him McHits. He's batting like 340. Um, you know, Escobar hasn't even got hit yet. We haven't had DeGrom, the best pitcher in the game, unquestionably the best pitcher. I don't want to say player, best pitcher in the game. Um, so, you know, that's where it's like, oh, they, they could fall off. Well, yeah, we could, I'm sure we'll come back a little bit, but you know, probably around the all-star break, I'll be conservative, but around the all-star break, we're going to get the best pitcher back. Uh, and we're not rushing him. He had the stress fracture. He's taking his time. He's healing it. He's strengthening it now. Um, you know, so that's where I'm kind of, you know, we're going to get another boost 
Well, there will be other injuries, of course, other pitchers, but we're going to be getting the best pitcher in the game back for some time. Um, McGill's been amazing. Walker, we just got back the other day. Um, Scherzer really hasn't even been very impressive. I think he'll be a little better. Uh, Carrasco has been amazing. He's been a huge, he's been a pleasant surprise, but we know Carlos Carrasco can be a great pitcher. We've seen what he can do, uh, with the Indians, especially, uh, and just a lot Alonzo's killing it and Lindor looks better and, uh, Nimmo's doing his thing. Uh, this, this reliever we have drew Smith hasn't given up or Gavin, he doesn't give enough talk. Uh, he hasn't given up a run yet this season. He's got like 12 or 13 scoreless innings. Diaz looks fantastic. Diaz look, Oh, Cutting Robbie Cano was the greatest thing, greatest news I've ever ever seen. Not only because he was bad, he was batting a buck ninety. We had to eat all that money, but now the Mets can do that. We are making choices for about winning, not about money, not about the cheap will ponds. We're making choices about the best choice for the team, and that was we need more at bats for Escobar. We need more at bats for McNeil. We need more at bats for hell, even JD Davis. He's struggling. Give JD Davis more at bats. Dom Smith, even though he's struggling, give these guys more at bats over a 38, whatever, 39 year old Cano. Use steroids twice. And Cano might not even be mad. He's going to get his bag either way. So that was really encouraging. Mets fans haven't had that feeling where we're money isn't the issue, where we're putting winning first. We've never really done, we've never once done that with, with, with the Will Ponds, or at least never felt that way. So our pitching's great. Our hitting, our, our lineup is a lot deeper than it's ever been. Um, plate, plate, hitters are going to get hot. Others are going to cool off and vice versa. You know, it, it, it happens. We have a very deep, balanced lineup, and our bullpen's been much better than it could be. That guy, Joelle, we got in the in the uh, trade with the Yankees, he's been really good. He's been really good. He had an awful start. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's, he's getting nuked the first two games. He's giving up like two <laughs> runs a pop. He was getting chill, but he's not bad. He's a good lefty guy. He's a, he, I mean, he's I'm sure lefty, he'll have yeah. his ups and downs. He's a good lefty to have. Shreve is, I know Shreve is bad for the Yankees, but he's Shreve's been conceivably great everywhere else he's been. The Cardinals, the Mets, Shreve's having a really good year. So I'm actually comfortable with those two lefties, and I'm sure we'll add another reliever at the deadline. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really optimistic. I think we're going to win this division. I bet it a while ago, boosted like plus 180 uh, on FanDuel. Just wet the beak a little bit. But yeah, I think we're going to win this division. I'm, I feel really good uh, that we'll win this division. And I know it's early, but but I just think we're we're the best team. By the time the Braves get healthy, it'll be August, uh, and I think it'll be a little, too little too late. But the Braves are still – I still think the Braves, obviously the Cunha back, they're still legit. Every other team I don't take seriously, really. Any other surprises you really see? I mean, obviously the – I guess the Angels would be – Yeah, Angels, one. second yeah, place. Yeah, they'll get hurt. Wait till, wait till Trout and Rendon yeah. and everyone gets hurt. They'll, 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 yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. what we – And their pitching yeah. comes back down to earth too. But they have started out very hot. We got, we do got to give that. Uh, the Astros are right where we thought they'd be. Uh, Seattle's on a bad skid. They're thirteen and seventeen right now, two and eight in their last ten. I think they're disappointing. I think they'll be a lot better. Um, yeah, Minnesota you know, back surprise. on top too. Everyone's Minnesota's clamoring about looking, the White Sox. Eight, the White Sox, 18, struggling, 11, but they, they have so many injuries. The White Sox are fourteen. Yeah, the the Twins have been a pleasant surprise for sure. Uh, honestly, I mean, it's not sexy, but the, the Orioles are 12 and 17 and they're a game. They're two games ahead of the Sox. They're not in the cellar. So that's encouraging for the Orioles. Not encouraging if you live in the Boston, Massachusetts area, but, um, no, it's not yeah, two and but eight. I get in their last 10. Let's just highlight, you know, the Red Sox 10 and 19, two and eight in their last 10. <laughs> 
Uh, four and nine I mean, at home. That's you know, that's that's park with quite a home field advantage. Oh, a five game losing streak. Yeah. Okay. Oh, moving on. Yeah. yeah just, I mean, I mean, I mean, where should I where where should I start? We have only uh, three guys on the team that are batting more than their weight. Like it's yeah. it's not great. Thank God you guys it's not signed great. Uh, Trevor Story to a, a low oh, cost, I know low to, cost short term deal. Right to just you know go out there and bat one ninety seven and just fucking suck. He has yep. been pretty decent in the field, but like, oh my god, this guy was supposed fielder. to come here. We're not this guy was supposed fielder. to come here and just mash home runs over the monster. It reminds all day. me of Lindor he, last year with the Mets. Right now, I remember because there was big shortstop signing, a lot of talent. You know, entering his prime. Uh, still playing good defense. It reminds me, uh, Trevor Story's a great player. I'm sure he'll figure it out whether it's this year or next year. Like Lindor got hotter, played really well towards the second half, the last third of the year. Uh, I, I'm sure Story will, but it's just, you know, he's in a big city now. You're not playing in Colorado anymore. You got the big leagues. You're in Boston. No. We boo yeah, you. Denver. You don't, don't play well, we boo fl- you. No floating balls in Boston. Yeah, yeah no floating we, balls. Uh... People don't realize you I mean, come to these big cities, we, we you got a producer. If not, they're not going to be happy with you. It's not, it's not uh, Oakland. It's this isn't uh this isn't Tampa Bay. This isn't Denver, Colorado. Right. It's been it's been encouraging though that um that Bogarts, uh, Devers, JD, they're all they're all playing well. They're all Bogarts and uh, Xander, Bogarts and uh, Devers, both batting well over three hundred. JD hovering right around there. That's what we need. And those are the guys that you're um, questioning if you should keep long term. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, well, they need to figure something out with Devers and Bogarts because that contract situation not looking. Yeah, your shows baseball. I think you guys need such a if you let them both team. walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be any different than right now. Probably, probably we're not. already in last place. Yeah. Why would we? It just it just goes to show you need a you need. I mean, it's like Mike Trout's issue with the Angels and other than health. I mean, you need a full team. If you don't have a full yeah. team, you know, you can't just have three or four great players or really good players and and be in the playoffs or even five hundred. You need you need a pitching staff. You need you know at least two to three really good pitchers. You need yeah, maybe a we said it before. You need oh, the fucking Angels have arguably the two best players in baseball and they're not they don't make the playoffs you know yeah and then and and rendon who's really good and, and other guys as well so yeah. it's just it's it is it, it's definitely you know the the socks aren't too deep right now who did they just call up recently um tom who did they just call up recently they, they it was their um, number oh, one prospect right or yeah. franchi cordero right not that who you're thinking of not him um, um is it duran duran that's who it was. Durant. Oh, Jared Duran. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was Jared some Durant. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Way to bring race into this, um, Dave. Way to, yeah. <laughs> well, I just, uh, it, it, I mean, I'm guessing Franchi Cordero isn't, isn't some <laughs> white Anglo Saxon European kid. You never know. You never I know. don't ever know, but, you know, I'm just going by law of averages here. But no, I, I did know it wasn't. I'm pretty him, sure Franchi is of Dominican descent. Cool. We're getting very specific now. Dominican. Yeah, I, you know, okay. I, Works for me. I didn't know. Now I know. <laughs> oh, and Franchi Cordero. He is from the Azua province of the Dominican Republic. There you go. There Would you, you go. look at Nailed that. It. Nailed it. I go. thought you were about you to tell it. me Jared Duran was Dominican. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, but yeah. No. I mean, you look. I, I'm looking at it this. It just up. sucks when you have when you have. I mean, on paper. You have Trevor Story. You have Kike Hernandez. You have J.D. Martinez. Devers. Bogarts. 
you got Valdi, you got Pavetta, Chris Sale still hurt. But I mean, on paper, this team should be much better than they are, and it's it's, it's been be. frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I figured they're like an eighty-five win team. I think they kind of overperformed a tad last year, maybe a little bit because the division's so tough. I thought they were probably at worst like a seventy-five to eighty-five win team, but they could still turn around. It's early. The Sox have had their moments where they look dead in the water and they come alive, like. Um, you know, playoffs don't look really promising or, or in the cards this year, but you never know when you get sale back and maybe they trade for a, a, a top pitcher. Maybe they trade for a Montes. Maybe they trade for a, you know, uh, Castillo and he pitches well for them. He, he hits another gear. Uh, you don't know. I, I don't think it's likely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it because that, that division is stacked. Um, you know, with I don't really think Toronto and Tampa really hit their stride yet. They've been okay. Uh, the Yankees obviously have been incredible. Um, those are the three teams. Like going into the year, I kind of thought it. Would, I had the teams ranked: um, Tampa, Toronto, very close one two, and the Yankees very close three. And then I had I had Boston at four, all very close, and then a little bit of a tier below Boston. But uh, like you could have made a lot of case for a lot of those teams being, you know, being rearranged. Um, so it's. It should be an exciting division. I don't think it's it was set probably the only all. division coming into the year where you there was an argument for four teams to win it. Yeah, three right. easily and, and definitely a chance yeah. of four. I mean, yeah. and when you when you talk about three, there's probably really only one other division in the NL West where you could have made that argument. Not yeah, to say Dodgers, that's not how things Padres played out, the, but look, take a look at the NL West right now, though. All all five teams are above five hundred. The D-backs are 16 and 14. They're they're not they're they're two games above 500, and then the Rockies are 16 and 13. Those two teams have had really hot, really surprising being the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. I haven't seen, I can't say I've seen a ton of their games. Uh, I went to one of the Mets Diamondbacks games. Have they played the Reds we a lot? Two against them. The Reds are losing enough games for the entire league. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's that's something I'd, I'd have to check. The Reds are actually on a two-game win streak. And they're up to six and twenty-three. They were three and twenty-two at one point. Three and twenty-two, on pace for the worst uh, record ever for. I think well, the, the worst starting pitching ever, football. apparently, right now. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's brutal. I just, I just hope the Cardinals do shit this year. I do not like the Cardinals after that. The brawls. Mets got beef with the Cardinals. We got beef with the Phillies. Fuck them. Yeah, that's Cardinals always just, interesting though. I like that when there's there's no, I like I like division. I like that there's rivalries. There's there's tension between us and the Phillies and the Cardinals. We haven't had you know high heat in a while since then. So, uh, yeah, I don't hate it at all. I like it in baseball. I like the rivalries. Um, everyone's like friends and talking at first base and you know and, and that's whatever. But it's good to have rivalries and you know bench clearing, you know brawls or whatever you want to call it or standoffs. They stand off and they look at each other and puff their chest. They bring out. teams together. That stuff brings teams together. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, it, look it at the does. 2004 Red Sox. Well, it does. It does. I uh, maybe <laughs> some of my biggest disappointments. I mean, you got to say the Reds are very disappointing. Um, I, I I think you know the Mariners are disappointing for me and the Tigers at nine and twenty. I, I kind of yeah, thought they were like. You, I mean, yeah, the Red. We didn't see them being historically bad, but did anyone have them no, above fourth in that but division? But the Tigers more for me. The Tigers were projected, I think, like seventy eight or eighty wins or something. Yeah, they were projected bad. to be around five hundred. They're real bad. Um, obviously, that we we've, we've went over the Red Sox already. Disappointing. Uh, 
We've, we've, we've talked about them. And then if you believe in the Phillies, then you're just a lost cause. They're a poverty franchise, 13 and 16. They really uh, are. I just I, – I hate the Phillies. They – I you know, they they haven't made the playoffs since 2011, and I, I I'm in the division, and I, and I I you knew that I didn't know that. Yeah, it's you like that, like a fact it, off the top of your head. I think it's actually like the second or third longest streak longest now streak. behind behind the obviously Mariners. the Mariners. Um, I was shocked because like there's years where they're like in the mid 80s, I know, and mid to high 80s. Um, yeah, where didn't where they're they decent. win? I think they won like 82 or 83 games back to back years. The last two years, or yeah, the, something or like two that. Years before that. I, they, I was shocked. I just they added Bryce Harper and like had the same record or one game worse or something like yeah. that. Because um, you know, there's 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 been times where uh, where the Mets have been good, obviously, and the Braves have pretty much owned the division. So, um, you know, it's uh. It's, the, the Braves it's fun being at the top. They, they could they could be battling this out. I mean, obviously, I think we all expect the Braves to get better by the end of the year, but um, and the Mets have gotten off to an incredibly hot start. But still, it's only yeah. Six I think it'll games. be a little it's bit not, of a two, I think it'll be a little bit of a two man, two man race or two contenders yeah, for that division. It seems to be that way. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the divisions, I get you know, like you feel like it's going to be the Twins and the White Sox, and there. I guess the AL East is still three. Um, the West is, you know, probably be Houston and the Angels if the Angels can somehow manage to keep up. Um, Brewers, yeah, Cardinals. I mean, I really thought the Mariners had a really legit ch- chance. I think they kind of still might. I mean, Kalenic's been so bad. Kalenic's been, Kalenic's been, you know, it's his oh, historically first bad season. He's been, been like the worst, bad. the That's, worst hitter in Major League Baseball for like the time he's played. People grade these trades very early, and I, I, I rem, the reminder is prospects are only prospects. He was like people were saying like, oh, he could be Trout level, or he's All Star level hitter. He's a he's a sure thing when it comes to hitting. Ahmed yeah. Rosario once a time was the third best prospect in baseball. I mean, Rosario's an, an MLB player, but he, I mean, we we know he's not very good. Um, but so it's just a reminder. It's like you know, it's like oh, you took on the Cano track contract and then look how good Diaz has been the last couple of years for us and especially this year and and look how bad Kalenic really is and Kalenic's 22 or 3 and he could turn it around but it's historically bad um how bad he's been like people I think a lot of fans in general think that these prospects are sure things because they're ranked so high um but you know they're they're prospects they're 18 19 20 21 years old a lot of times and injuries happen and uh they're you gotta go through single a and and that's a something high a like and double A and triple A. You know, there's 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 significant level increases of comp, level of competition amongst the le- certain levels. So, but that yeah, that's that that's a trade that because of Cano, it now it's different for each team. Like the the Mets are the Mets are fine with it because Kalenic didn't turn out to be or hasn't yet turned out to be some incredible. And we can prospect. afford to pay Cano now, and you can afford to just tell Cano to go kick rocks. And yeah. you got Diaz out of it, who's who's performing. But the Mariners now, it's like okay, we gave up our closer, who's still really good, and Kalenic hasn't been much. But we got rid of that Cano money that we're not paying. So now, you know, if they still have Cano, maybe they're not signing Robbie Ray, or maybe they're not they're not bringing in anyone else. That you know, like oh, they good, it enabled them point. to make moves this off season when they had a surprisingly good year last year, or you know better than expected and it allowed them to make upgrades it's a good point it's a very good point it's that's true um because i mean seattle's a, a a decent market but it's they don't they're not like 
they're not even like at the Angels or Cardinals level in terms of spending. Yeah, they spend every once in yeah, a while. They, they but de- yeah, they got decent fans, and they're more of a more of a football town, definitely with the yeah. Seahawks. But yeah, but yeah, they're they're nothing. They're not top ten or top fifteen. So it's uh, it was good for them. You know, yeah. I mean, it it was good for them. It was, it does, it, and it, then it, it's almost as, it's almost a- as if Kalenic is just cherry on top. You know, if he turns out to be anything, oh, I wouldn't go that far. Wouldn't go that far because you're still because you're still giving up a you know Diaz has a long career ahead of him, you know possibly Diaz could have you know five six really good years left in him for all we know. Um, he's I think only 28, uh, so you know I wouldn't quite say that, but yeah, he's definitely it's definitely I think you know if if Kalanick doesn't turn out to be an everyday baseball player and very a good everyday baseball player, it definitely hurts. Uh, like yeah. Diaz is 28, yeah, he could easily have three four more. Turned 28 just a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago. You know, we should have at least three, four solid, really good, really good solid years. So, um, I think they, I think organizationally wise, they're kind of banking on him to be good. I mean, you know, you, Seager retires early. Um, you know, it, it you, you know, you signed some, they signed some people. They signed what's his name, the big, the big uh, power hitter Suarez. He's an all or nothing hitter from the. Uh, what do you call it from the Reds? Uh, and that was a loss the Reds had, but didn't they trade for someone too? They did. They got well, and the Ty France is very underrated. I, I will say he's he is very underrated. He is. He's, he's having a good been, start to the year been, too. Oh yeah, he's killing it. Uh, Adam Frazier, they traded for right. Frazier. Frazier. Where did Jesse Winkler go? Did he? Did they trade for him? They got Winker too. They got Winker. Yeah, that's uh, what I was. I, think, I, I, I don't know thought if they traded for him. They got two guys from the Reds. Uh, maybe that was the trade. Maybe it was Winker and, and uh, Winker and Suarez. So yeah, they got they got you know look 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 at the team. You got France, Fraser, Suarez, JP Crawford's killing it. Uh, Mitch Hanniger. I like Crawford a very lot. Other, ha, I like Crawford too. Hanniger. He was he was a uh, Phillies prospect. They traded for him a few years back. Um, Hanniger is always underrated somehow. And Winker, this is a pretty. That's what I'm saying. This is a 13 and 17 team, and you got Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert's killing it. Uh, yeah. And then you guys, guys, back in guys like Marco Gonzalez and Flexen. But you They're know, more this talented, is a talented than their team. record. Luis Terenz is supposed to be a really good high end prospect too. Um, so and now, like, so you're saying like, you know, Kalenic could really be a big piece for them here. Um, yeah. So. And they I have think, the uh, new kid, their stud Julio Rodriguez, who's up now. And starting to kill it. I think he's the number two or number three prospect in all of baseball. And he's really Yeah, yeah, on. that's another – yeah. He so, started I slow. Mean, I think he's hitting like the 350 or something in those last 10 games. I'm buying I'm buying Seattle stock for this year and for the future. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez. I mean, that, that this kid's supposed to be their center fielder for the next 15 years. Yeah. So they, they have a, they have a tough division. he's a five-tool guy. They got a really tough division, though, with the, Astro, with the Astros and – and the Angels. I mean, I guess the A's of I guess the A's and the Rangers aren't great, but um, yeah, but like should be. I don't think the Astros are ever necessarily be bad because I think they kind of set themselves up and they they kind of no, they'll never be bad. No, I, mean, I said the A, the A's and the Rangers. A's and the Rangers aren't that good. Oh no, I know, but I'm saying the Astros. They like, aren't. I don't think the Astros are going to be a 95 to 100 win team for the next five to seven years, every year. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, not, even if they be, re-sign like, Bregman and Altuve, and they'll always Alvarez, be in the mix, though. I know they'll always they'll be in the mix, and maybe. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I think there's going to be years in the next five to seven years they're an 84, 87 win team. 
not yeah. 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be the Astros we saw for the last five years. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to be a true contender every year for the next five to seven because mm-hmm. then, you know, you lose Verlander. Verlander's having a fantastic year start to the year quietly. I mean, I think he's three and one with like a one six ERA, something like that. Yeah, he um, can just pitch. Yeah, and he looks he looks just as good as ever after Tommy John. So mm-hmm. you know, but but then again, he's there for two years, you know. And then what is he going to come back at forty one, forty two? You know, it's a, there's only so much time. And then Altuve, I mean, he's he's not getting younger, and he's not he's not getting better. You know, yeah, his, no, his numbers aren't improving. So mm-hmm. I I don't know I just don't see it for the Astros, although the kid they got to replace Correa is apparently playing really well. Yeah, he is Pena. I haven't watched much of them this year, but outside of yeah, you know, box scores and highlights. Yeah, I agree. They'll always be relevant. They they might have some really good years here and there, but they probably won't be consistent contenders. Yeah. Which, yeah, baseball back. I think I can. I think I can stomach that. Think I can handle? Yeah, it. yeah, me too. I hope they I nothing but pain that. and misery for them. Um, me and Dave will keep quiet on our own scandals, yeah. but we'll fuck the Astros till we die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, go follow us on socials at Bleacher Fan at Bleacher Banter. Check out the store at BleacherFan.com and go rate and subscribe to the podcast.